towards you, towards you alone. You are the God of victory. We worship you. Come on, family, let's worship him together. Are you ready to worship today? Come on, put your hands together like this.
prayed. And everybody said, amen. All right, family, you guys can turn and greet your neighbor and then you guys can have a seat. Come on, if you're excited to be in the house, why don't you say so right now? What a day. What a time to be together. Now, I know some of y'all are wondering, that was a real quick worship set. <laughs> so, hey, I, I'm excited. Today's a very special day. We have uh, a very unique service, a celebration in store. You'll hear more about it in a moment from Pastor Johnson. But before we uh, move forward, we want to take a minute to welcome some very special people, all of our first-time guests. Come on, church. Can you put your hands together to welcome all our friends here this morning? Also, we have so many joining us online. We're glad you're with us as well. But hey, if you are in the room, before you leave today, I want to encourage you, if it's your first time, to please stop by our New Here Lounge on your way out. It's up to the left. You can't miss it. Some of our friends and family are there, and we would love to meet you. We'd love to connect with you, and we have a gift for you as well. So make sure you stop by on your way out. Also, uh, if you want to stay up to date with all the events and exciting things we have happening here at Victory Church, you can do that by going to connecttovictory.com. And that's also where you go to worship God through the giving of your tithe and your offering. Come on, church. If you got it, say, I got it. Wonderful. Well, hey, are y'all ready for Christmas? Everyone in the risers did not make a sound. Are y'all ready for Christmas victory? Some of y'all ain't bought nothing. You ain't wrapped nothing. Come on, y'all got to get with it. Christmas is right around the corner, right? And we want to invite every one of you to join us for our Christmas Eve services happening this coming weekend. We have a service Saturday night at 6 p.m. And then we have our usual three services happening Sunday morning, and I want to encourage you to invite a friend, invite family. It's going to be an incredible time together, all right? And for more information, you can visit christmasinatl.com for more info there. Um, so years ago, we decided at Victory that during this Christmas season that we wanted to give our best gift to Jesus, and we do that through our Christmas gift to the world. And it's become our annual opportunity to come together to impact nations and communities, both locally and all around the world through our giving. And this year, through our intentional uh, and international partner, we have the opportunity to free numerous families from financial slavery in Pakistan. And they're being released to share the gospel, to tear the, tell their testimony of what God has done. Come on, church, that's exciting. And all of that, all of that has been accomplished uh, through your generosity, through your obedience to the Lord. And in just a moment, you're going to hear about our local endeavors and where our Christmas gift to the world, how it's going to impact uh, people here in our city and in this region. So what a time to be alive. What a time to be a child of God. And so before we move forward, I want to pray over our giving and also over our hearts before we step forward. Lord, we love you today. We honor you and we thank you, Lord, for all that you've done, for who you are. We pray, Lord God, that you would bless every seed that's sown today to the advancement of your kingdom. And uh, Lord, also, we, we ask you, Lord, to prepare our hearts uh, to receive from you today. We want to take this time today to just extol your name and to lift 
and exalt the name of Jesus, Lord, for all that you've done and for all that you are. So we give you the room to do whatever you want today. We love you, we honor you, and we thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hola, ¿qué tal? Estamos súper emocionados acerca del nuevo lugar que tendremos para Víctor y Vida. Así que déjenme mostrarles cuál será nuestro nuevo lugar a partir de enero 7. En este auditorio, actualmente, los estudiantes de Discovery High School se están reuniendo para tener sus clases de teatro y actividades. Pero ¿saben qué? A partir de enero 7, este lugar será transformado en un lugar donde la presencia de Dios va a empezar a impartir salvación, sanidad, familias van a ser restauradas, pero sobre todo, muchos latinos muchos hispanos de nuestra comunidad van a venir a este lugar y con el apoyo de ustedes se van a encontrar con Jesús para que sus vidas sean radicalmente cambiadas. Como ustedes pueden ver, este es el lobby donde estaremos recibiendo a muchas personas que van a venir a Víctor y Vida. El lugar es grande, pero ¿saben qué? Es un buen reto para que nosotros podamos ser partícipes en esa misión específica que Dios nos llamó a hacer a cada uno de nosotros. Gracias por estar apoyándonos con la ofrenda especial de la Navidad para el mundo y que este año también le toca a Victory Vida. Victory, it's our favorite time of year again. We're giving our best gift to Jesus through our Christmas gift to the world. Every year we give together in a special offering to bless two ministries, one in the U.S. and one abroad. And as you just saw, this year we have the privilege of giving locally to our very own Victory Vida. 14 years ago, we began Victory Vida to engage the Latino community here at Victory and in the surrounding area. Well, fast forward to today, and their current meeting space at our Norcross campus is packed every Sunday. And the simple fact is this, that they need more space, more services, and more liberty to continue to grow. So we are happy to announce that after 14 years as a ministry of Victory, we are launching Victory Vida out as a brand new church. Victory Vida Church will hold its very first services on January 7th at Discovery High School in Gwinnett County. And your giving and the Christmas gift to the world offering this year will help to plant this church, will help to expand the gospel in the local Latino community, and will continue advancing the kingdom of God in our city. So over the years, together, we've given tens of millions of dollars to local and global missions. We are a generous church because you are a generous people. So family, come on, let's keep the generosity going and let's give our very best Christmas gift this year. Just to piggyback off of that, I am so excited. I'm thinking, and then very soon, we're going to tell you how much you guys have given to Christmas gift to the world over the last few weeks. And just as a reminder, that's what's happening here locally. 100% of what you give in the Christmas gift to the world offering is going out. So half stays local, half goes global. Half is planting Victory Vita out as a church, and half is going globally to uh, literally, not just kind of uh, mentally, but to liberally uh, liberate men, women, 
children generations from slavery in Pakistan. And so we get to be a part of that. And I'm so excited to announce that number to you guys very soon. Uh, But for today, everybody say today. Some of y'all are like, what is going on? It's a little overcast. You cut my worship short. What are you doing? How are you messing with my church today? Um, I'm excited about today. We're, we're going to do something really special. So um, if you've been journeying with us, probably the, the best word is journey. If you've been journeying with us uh, over this year, you know that we've spent pretty much the entire year in the greatest sermon ever preached, uh, three chapters of red letters, Jesus preaching the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And in essence, the Sermon on the Mount is Jesus telling us what does it look like to live as Holy Spirit-empowered children of God? What does it actually look like to live for God? And we've really been embracing this because, again, at the end of Matthew 7, Jesus makes us a promise, right? And he says, if you build your life on my words, on me, then when the waters come and when the winds blow and the the rains rise, right, that you'll still be found standing, that when the storms of life come, we're going to make it. And so we've chosen to spend this whole year building our lives on Jesus. And uh, so two weeks ago, if you were here, we kind of affectionately said um, that was kind of like our graduation ceremony from Sermon on the Mount University. And uh, where we kind of talked about this is that Jesus' promise uh, that we're going to make it in the storm. That's not just for those who hear the word. That's for those who do the word. So we're not just going to talk about building our lives on Jesus. We're actually going to build our lives on Jesus. And so if two weeks ago was our graduation ceremony, then we kind of said that last week was kind of like our graduation commencement speaker, right? Where, you know, uh, my dad, Ron Bowie, came and he talked about what does it look like to build our lives on the rock? Not just for a day, but for decades. And for today, everybody say today. So if two weeks ago was our graduation ceremony, if last week was our commencement speaker, then today, guess what? It's our graduation party. (laughs) Why? Because there at the end of Matthew 7, when the red letters are done, when Jesus has finished preaching, basically when he said, amen, this is where verse 28 picks up. The last two verses of Matthew 7 says, when Jesus had finished saying these things, The crowds were amazed. Everybody say amazed. The crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. So family, today is the day that we are going to stand amazed at Jesus. Today is the day that we are gonna say, here's what that scripture says, is that the people observed that Jesus was not like anybody else. Come on, guys, today is the day that we're going to say that Jesus is not just a good man. Jesus is not just a good teacher. Jesus is not just a good prophet. Jesus is all those things because Jesus is God. Come on, family. He doesn't just teach the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And so today is the day that we're going to stand amazed at Jesus um, and, and so we're going to do something that maybe if you're, if you're part of the Victory family, you're familiar with this term. And today, in essence, we're going to have a form of a thirst worship service. So what that means is we're going to spend a lot of time today in prayer and in worship. That's what we're going to do. We are going to pray and we're going to praise. Come on, somebody. We're going to worship loud. We're going to worship unashamed. We're going to worship like the tomb is empty and Jesus is alive. 
We're gonna, we're gonna pray that the realities of what we've been teaching, what we've been hearing over this last year will become real in our lives because we live in a very stormy world. And so we, we don't wanna just hear what Jesus says. We wanna do and we wanna live out. We wanna embody what Jesus says. So today is a day just to worship and praise on Jesus big time, all right? That's what today is really all about. So in preparation for that, I think before we just kind of maybe casually enter into worship, we need to pause and we need to, we need to do some business with the Lord real quick. All right, so let's do this. Let's bow our heads uh, wherever you're at. Let's, let's bow our heads and let's spend a moment here with the Lord. God, it's in a moment like this that we acknowledge that we aren't often on holy ground. Maybe some of us, we, um, we got invited to be here today and it's our first time. Maybe we're a friend, maybe we're a family member. Maybe we're streaming online for the first time. God, I thank you that we're in your presence wherever the spirit of the Lord is, that there's freedom, that there's liberty. It's a good thing for us to be in the presence of the Lord. But I, um, I heard this quote this last week and it really resonated with me. It says that some of us have become so familiar with Jesus that we've lost our awe of Jesus. And so today, God, we, um, we're not just gonna casually come into your presence and not acknowledge the exceeding sinfulness of sin. God, we, we kind of help us to do a heart check right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. God, right now, here's what we freely acknowledge. Every single one of us has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But I thank you, Father, that when we were at our worst, you sent your best. And God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in Jesus will never perish but have everlasting life. And the good news that's written in the Bible is this, is that we are saved by God's grace through faith. It's not by our works or else we could brag about it. So here's the news today, guys. You aren't saved, you aren't made right with God just by showing up to church today. We're made right based on the good works of Jesus Christ. Because we, we, are, we sin every single day. But the good news is, even though our sins were like scarlet, God has washed them as white as snow by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so if we're in here today, before we press into prayer and before we press into praise, before we press into worship, every single one of us, before we talk about how great Jesus is, we first need to bow our life to Jesus. In fact, Jesus says this, if you're gonna come after me, if you're gonna be my disciple, you first have to deny yourself and then live your life for me. And so let's do this. Wherever we're at today, let's have a moment of prayer. Let's, let's, let's have every lip who can agree with this prayer. Pray like this. Say, Jesus, right now, I confess you are God who died for my sin and you rose again. I am dirty. You are clean. I am sinful. You are holy. So right now, I repent of my sin. I deny myself. I leave my sin and I turn to follow Jesus. You have my past, my present, my future. You are my King, you are my Lord, and you have the rest of my life. I'll live it for you. And right now, because of Jesus, I am forgiven, I am free, 
I am clean. I'm a child of God. I belong to the King for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Come on, everybody, let's praise the Lord. <laughs> In fact, let's do this, let's stand up to our feet. Come on, we're gonna get a little rowdy for Jesus today. We're gonna stand amazed at Jesus. And listen, now we have something to praise God for. Man, you're clean, you're forgiven, unashamed, a son or a daughter of the living God. And I love this. Before we praise, let's read Psalm 150. Psalm 150 is literally the last Psalm in all the Psalms. And here's what it says. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Come on, family, praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the strings and the pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Come on, praise him with the resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on. Let's stand amazed in all of Jesus and let's praise the Lord.
love you, Jesus. We love you. We praise your name. Come on. We praise your name, Jesus, because you and you alone are worthy. You're worthy of our praise. We hail you as King, as Lord, as Savior. We lift our hands and surrender to you. You are perfect. You are good. We stand in awe of who you are. You're wonderful. You're a miracle worker. You are healer, you are Lord, you are savior, you are friend, and we bless your name today. We hail you, King Jesus. We worship you. We worship you.
join in with the angels who even right now are encircling the throne in heaven saying holy 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 is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come we proclaim and we establish in the house of God once again and forevermore that Jesus is the name that is above every name that the name of Jesus every knee must bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess him Lord to the glory of God the Father. We exalt Jesus Christ in your house today. Amen. Hey family, so if you've been tracking with us uh, throughout this year, then you know as we've walked through Matthew 5, 6, and 7, we've had seven series. So um, we've, we've had like some standalone sermons in the midst of that, but we've had seven series. And so we, we began in the Beatitudes and we called it blessed, right? And then we went to uh, love over lust where Jesus says, hey, if you lust, like cut off your right hand, beouge out your right eye, get radical with, with lustful sin. We went into the Lord's Prayer talking about when you pray, what does it look like to pray like this? Our Father who art in heaven, how will be your name? Uh, we went over into finances where Jesus says to, that we called it trust fund. What does it look like to trust God with our money? We got into the golden rule, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Then we got into um, heaven, hell, false prophets, false disciples. And then we closed out and saying, what does it look like to build our life on the rock of Jesus? And so here's what we're going to do. We didn't want to just kind of talk about those things. We want to pray that those things would become realities uh, in victory, but, but bigger than that, in you like in you, in your family, in your household, that your household would actually be built on the rock. So here's what we're gonna do. We got uh, Pastor Kervin and Candace up here who are the campus pastors here uh, at Norcross. And so we're each gonna kind of take a series or two and we're gonna pray through these series that they would become realities here um, at, at Victory and in our house. So let's bow our heads. Father, right now, I thank you that, that Jesus began the Sermon on the Mount. Um, talking about the blessed way of life. And he says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And so God, these are, these are bigger than just eight beatitudes. This is the way, the countercultural way of living. And so Father, right now, we pray that these will become realities here in the house of the living God inside our hearts. God, that we would, that no flesh would be exalted in the presence of God, but we would be poor in spirit, knowing that we cannot save ourselves. 
God, even our good works are like rubbish in your sight because of how amazing you are. We acknowledge right now that every good and perfect gift comes from above, comes from you. And I thank you, God, when we humble ourselves and become poor in spirit, that the kingdom of heaven becomes ours. God, I thank you that when we mourn, you will comfort, that when we're meek, we will inherit the earth, that when we're peacemakers, we'll be called children of God. And Father, I pray even in that last beatitude that you said, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. God, I pray that when the time comes that we would suffer well for the name of Jesus. And throughout all these things, God, we would be pure in heart and we would hunger and thirst for righteousness because it's in that place we would be filled and you would be honored in Jesus' name. And Father, we come before you as well, Lord, remembering the series uh, Love Over Lust where we address these areas of our soul or these desires of our flesh, Lord, and really it boils down to it just being uh, a call for your people to choose your kingdom over the culture. So, Lord, I just pray that as we step into this next season, that we would be reminded, Lord, that it's not a secular culture that dictates and determines what is pure and holy and right in your eyes. Lord, we don't see sexuality through the context of secular media. We don't see it through the context and filter of social media. But, Lord, it is your word that defines what is right and pleasing in your eyes concerning sexuality. Lord, and I also take a moment up on this topic, Lord, to, to pray that in this next season, Lord, uh, Lord, for the generation, Lord, that is struggling, Lord God, in their identity, Lord, struggling, Lord, in the, in the area and arena of sexual uh, identity and gender confusion, Lord, I speak, Lord God, that you would cause order to be awakened in the hearts of a generation, God, that we would be in alignment, Lord, with your, with your desire and your original intent for us to live as sons and daughters, Lord God. Lord, and I also want to take a moment to, to pray, Father God, as we step into 2024, Lord God, we, we, we did a series, Lord, on the Lord's Prayer, and we talked about a lot of different things in that series, but the one that really resonated, I know with me personally, was the segment on forgiveness, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that we would be a people, Lord God, who would rightfully understand all that you've done for us, God, because with that in view, it will change drastically the way we see those around us, Lord. I pray that we would be a people of forgiveness, that we would be a people of reconciliation, that we would be a people of restoration, Lord God. Lord, being careful not to judge, Lord, because you said in your word that as we judge, we will be judged, Lord. Help us to be a people to see the world around us the way that you see the world around us through the lens of love. Lord, allow us, help us, and empower us to be a people of truth, but to speak truth through the vehicle of love. And we believe that you will do great things in us and through us in the months and years to come. In the name of Jesus, we pray. God, we just thank you so much that you are a good father, God. We thank you that we know every good and perfect gift comes from you. Lord, so I just ask, God, that as we go throughout this holiday season, God, and into this new year, God, that we would keep our eyes focused on you, that we would trust you with what we have, God, that we would learn to be content in what you've given us, God, and know, God, that as we're content in what we have, that it's then that you'll add more to us, God. I pray that we would be faithful with what we 
have, Lord. I thank you that we are in a church, God, that was built on your faithfulness, that's built on trusting you, built on generosity, God. And I pray that that would rise up in each and every one of us, that we would know, Lord, that as long as we seek you and put you first in our life, that everything else will be added. So I thank you for a church that's not afraid to teach your word, Jesus, that we would stand on your truth and your promises, and that we would know as we seek you, God, that everything will be added, Lord, that we would learn to steward, Lord, every area of our lives, Lord, our time and our finances, that we would trust you with our finances, Lord. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for, um, Lord, a burden, Lord, for those who don't know you, God, and that as we walk out and see everyone around that doesn't know you, Lord, that we would feel the burden and not just want to judge them and point out all the things that they're doing wrong, but that we would know that people who are far from you are going to act like they don't know you, Lord, and so that you would give us a heart of love and compassion, that we would love people the way that you love them, the way that you see them, that we would extend mercy, not judgment, God, that we would treat others the way that we truly want to be treated, God, and that we would know that we are blessed to turn go and bless this world around us to impact those that we encounter lord we're just thankful for the tools that we've learned throughout all these different series lord to know you better to be closer to you lord but that we've been taught to practically carry it out in our everyday life and lord i just ask that in this end of this year and into this next season that we would walk these truths out in jesus name Father, right there in the, the middle part of Matthew 7, or I believe some of the hardest scriptures, some of the hardest sayings in the entire Bible, that broad is the path to destruction and narrow is the path to life. And God, the world wholesale rejects that, but in the house of the living God, we embrace that. We say that God's word is truth, that there is one way to salvation, and his name is Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by him. And so God, we don't wanna just hear that, God, we want to believe it. We want to receive it. We want to trust it. We want to embody it. And we want to be messengers of it so that others would come to a saving knowledge, a saving faith of Jesus Christ. Because God, I thank you that you're not a man that you should lie, that you keep your promises. And so when Jesus says that if we build our life on the rock, on your word, on your truth, on your life, on Jesus Christ, that when the storms of life come, Listen, family, God may disappoint us, but he will never fail us. Father, I thank you that when the rains fall and the winds blow and the waters rise, if we built on you, we will be found standing. And so all these things that we've talked about over this last year, God, may it become truth, reality, and foundational in victory and in every single one of our lives and in every single one of our families for the glory of God in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen, amen. Come on, let's continue worshiping. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord Jesus. There's nobody like you, Jesus. You deserve my worship. Deserve my praise and adoration, Jesus. We'll sing this together. Every time your presence fills the room, you are worth me looking like a 
spend it all on you. How many of you can sense the presence of the Lord in here? Amen. Here's what the Word of God says. The Word of God says where the presence of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is liberty for the captives. And the Spirit of the living God is in this room. And if you've come to accept Christ, the Spirit of the living God lives inside of you. The word tells us that we're one with him in spirit. Amen. He's here. He's here. He's here. He is here. And he wants to meet you this morning. If you've been coming to Victory for, uh, if this is your first time, or if you've been coming for a long time, or you're tuning in with us for the first time, we believe in healing. We believe that we serve a God who's the same yesterday, today, and forever, that when we look at his scripture, it is just as applicable for today that it was 2,000 years ago. So when the scripture tells us that when Jesus died on the cross, that by his stripes we are healed, we receive that promise for us today. That is for us. And I don't know what you came in with today or if you're watching online and you got something going on in your body or emotionally or mentally or you're struggling with something, but I'm here to tell you that the Lord God, the living King of Kings, Lord of Lords wants to meet you today and wants to do something radical in your life. So if you need a touch from God today, we're gonna pray for a few things, but before we pray, 
As I was praying just even for this morning, yesterday the Lord said something specific for this service. A couple of different things. And one of the things that he showed me yesterday as I was just spending time in prayer, as I, I saw razor blades, I said, Lord, I don't, what, why are you showing me a razor blade? And he said, because today I wanna deliver people from self-harm, I wanna deliver people from self-hatred, where you've had thoughts of suicide and it's oppressed you so heavily. Today is your day for freedom, today is your day for deliverance. In fact, he said, some of you have them with you. You're gonna, you are going to dispose of those today if you want the healing that Jesus has to offer you, but you have to want that. Another thing that the Lord said to me is he said, um, many, we've gone through this series. I know Justin Johnson prayed for salvation. We prayed that prayer earlier, but I believe today he said, many of you have cast lots, meaning you're trying to decide, let me try this, let me try that, and let me see if it'll work. And you prayed the prayer earlier, but today I feel like the Lord said, today is the day. If you mean business with me today, we're gonna sing a song in a few minutes after I pray. And if you actually mean that, I want you to take a prophetic act and I want you to come down here just as that prophetic moment of saying, God, I'm gonna serve you today. Because when you do that, things that you've been dealing with are going to lift off of you. I believe God is going to lift off a garment of heaviness and give you a garment of praise. Those of you who've been in despair, he's going to release something in you and he's gonna release a spirit of acceptance and adoption that's found in him as your son and daughter. So I'm gonna pray. If you need healing, I want you to lift your hands and surrender. Listen, the same God that I serve is the same Jesus Christ that lives in you. The same promises that are for me are the same promises for you. And if I spoke to any of that, listen, I know it can feel uncomfortable. But if you're like, no, I just need to. Listen, I'm not, nobody's going to come lay hands on you. Nobody's going to come pray for you. But as we sing this song, if you're like, no, I mean business with you, Jesus, and I want to receive everything that you have to offer me, I want, it's just a sign of like, I'm coming before you this morning. I want you to do that. Listen, you don't even have to, you don't even have to wait till we sing the song. You can come up as I start to pray. Amen. So if you need any of that, if this is for you, I want you to lift your hands online. I want you to agree with us. Say, I agree in the chat. Father, I thank you for your people. God, I thank you that whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, I bind every demonic entity that's been coming against your children with the spirit of self-harm, spirit of self-hatred, Lord, the cutting in the name of Jesus, that spirit of fear that it's rooted in, I bind it, I cast it out in the name of Jesus. And right now in Jesus' name, I lose healing over your sons and daughters. I thank you that the blood of Jesus was shed for us and it's by your stripes we are healed right now I declare healing over your people I thank you even as they come forward Lord right now I lose a spirit of joy I lose a spirit of peace I lose a spirit of praise all over this room right now I thank you that hope is being restored hope Lord let a wave of hope the hope of God the peace of God the presence of God begin to fill this room and fall on your sons and daughters I thank you that every cell is being made new tendonitis 
is going in the name of Jesus. The road hater cup that somebody's been dealing with pain is being healed right now in Jesus' name. That pinched nerve up in the shoulder is being healed right now in the name of Jesus because the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus is greater than every other name. So God, we praise you. We worship you. We receive this. We accept it. I thank you that you are healing right now the brokenhearted, healing and restoring their soul. We thank you, Lord. We love you. We mean business with you. We want to serve you for the rest of our life. So we give honor to you. We surrender to you. We praise your name, the name above all names, the name of Jesus. You are high and you are lifted up. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to sing this song. We're going to sing this song, No Other Name of Jesus. If you want to just have that sign of surrender come up, you don't have to. Nobody's going to lay hands on you, but this is you and Jesus' time. And then we're going to do some other great things. We'll see you in a few. Family, can you agree with me in worship as we declare that the Lord, the King of Kings is here in this place. And he's come to heal. He's restoring as we speak right now. You're doing something new. that spoke existence What a whisper it is finished The hands that hung the heavens Were nailed to His creation The feet that walked in Oh, God. 
I'll take a seat for just a moment, give you a rest. No other name. There's no name that will be glorified in this house but the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. We're going to... We're going to take communion this morning, and at the end of your aisles, there's a bucket. If you will, pass that down and take communion elements if you're a follower of Jesus. And uh, while you're doing that, I want to share with you something from the Word of the Lord about communion. Many of you have taken communion various different ways and have various different understandings of what communion means. Um, but I think it's important to understand it from the mouth of Jesus. We hear what Paul said about it, but let's listen to what Jesus said about it. After Jesus had performed miracles where he'd fed 5,000 people with a few loaves and a few fishes, and the, and the people began to follow him in great numbers, he turned to them and talked to them about their commitment to him. And he said, you're following me for the wrong reasons. 
You're following me for the benefits instead of your true love for God. And we see that happen over and over again, that when the benefits begin to have, we have problems in our life with the benefits, sometimes we forget about God and we go seeking the benefits. And Jesus made this comment in John chapter 6 after this. He said, most assuredly, this is verse 53, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and you drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. And he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven. He's speaking about himself. Not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. So when he finished saying this, all the people that were following him said, this is a hard saying. You're asking for a commitment level that's beyond what we've ever done before, before God. We've known God from a religious perspective, but never from a personal perspective. Jesus was preparing them for the day that he would be beaten on a cross before he'd be beaten in his body, whipped 39 times, scourged, mocked, and then put on that cross. And then he would shed blood, but it wasn't not ordinary blood. It was the blood of God. He would go on to teach his disciples that every time you do this, this is something you're doing in remembrance of what I did for you. So communion is a holy moment before God. It's something to take seriously every time you do it. You can do it every day, but it's something to take seriously before you do it. And what Jesus is saying, he's saying, when you eat this flesh and drink this blood, which is symbolic in the communion elements, you're doing this in a sense of you're joining yourself in communion with what I did. You're, you're saying, I join with you that on this earth, I believe with all of my heart, all my soul, that you bore my sicknesses, took my diseases, that you pour my sins upon your body. And I do this and I take this into my body in remembrance of what you did. So we're going to receive communion. If you have your elements, go ahead and take them out. When Jesus held up the bread that evening, he said, this is my body. Take it and eat it. And here's the thing we have to understand, as my husband said, that the bread represents the fact that Jesus substituted himself in our place. And he allowed the soldiers to brutally whip him and scourge him. And God used that as an opportunity, as a contact point, that all sickness would be attached to the body of Jesus as they scourged him. God can take the most horrendous things and use them for his glory. 
And so Jesus told the disciples, take it and eat it, eat all of it. And so here's what I want us to do. I want us to break this bread, acknowledging that Jesus substituted himself, allowed his body to be scourged for us, substituted himself for our sin and our sickness. And we're gonna take this and take all of it because healing is a covenant that we have with God. And just a moment ago, Summer called out and God highlighted some very specific illnesses and situations. But what if yours wasn't called out? He still provided healing for all of you and this is your moment to take your healing. So let's receive this bread. Heavenly Father, we are grateful for what we hold because it represents the perfect sacrifice for all of our sins and our sickness. We receive this bread, the bread of life, with gratitude. In Jesus' name, let's receive the bread. we open the cup, we're reminded of what this represents. The most sacred thing is the blood of Jesus. And when Jesus is asking us for a commitment of our life, it's because he laid down his. And guess what? Jesus paid the greater price. Jesus made the greater commitment because he committed to us when we were sinners. Doesn't that just blow your mind? I hope we never lose our sense of awe over that. How great is your compassion, O oh Lord? How great and perfect was your sacrifice that right now the blood of Jesus sits on the mercy throne, which tells us we can come before you boldly and receive forgiveness. We are so grateful for your willingness, for your shed blood that establish this covenant that we have with a perfect God as imperfect people. So Lord, we now understand we can be holy as you are holy. Let's receive the cup. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we stand to our feet? We have one more worship song to just express to God and establish that he indeed is our firm foundation. All right, family, here's the deal. We've gone through a year. Sermon on the Mount University. And let's pray this one final prayer and then we're gonna worship at the top of our lungs as we go out today. Father, I thank you that you keep your promises. God, you're different. You're different than mom. You're different than dad. You're different than a husband, a wife, a child, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a boss. You're different than a president. You're different than a dictator. You're better. You're higher. You're holier. You're good. And God, I thank you that you keep your promises that when we build our life on Jesus, we'll never be put to shame. God, I thank you that when we build our life on Jesus, God, a thousand may fall at our left hand, 10,000 at our right. 
but will stand strong. And God, we make this declaration right here on behalf of victory, on behalf of ourselves, and on behalf of our homes. I don't know about everybody else, but here's what I know. As far as me and my house are concerned, come on, family. We're going to serve the Lord. We're going to build on the Lord. We're going to worship the Lord. We're going to praise the Lord. And we'll never be put to shame. So come on, as our exclamation point on today and as this entire year, we're gonna go out with the anthem that we have really embraced this entire year. Again, proclaiming that Christ is our firm foundation. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. Come on, let's worship at the top of our lungs. Hallelujah. How many know that he's a firm foundation? Christ is my firm foundation. The rock on which I stand when everything around me is shaking. Oh, I've never been more glad. Come on, say. He's never let me down. He's faithful through generations. So why, so why would he fail now? Sing, sing. He won't. Come on, I want us to sing it like the joy of the Lord is our strength. Oh, and I've still got joy in chaos. Come on, I've got peace. I've got peace. I won't be going under I'm not held, I'm not held back So I feel my life on Jesus He's never let me down Come on And he's faithful 
He protects us from trouble. He surrounds us with souls of delight. 